Welcome to It's All Journalism. I'm Michael O'Connell, and I'm really psyched about podcasting. I just got back from Chicago from Podcast Movement 2016. I sat in on a bunch of presentations. I met a lot of people. I talked to a lot of people about podcasting. Um, I talked to podcasters as well as industry people about you know everything from data analytics to building a website. And... Uh, you know, I came away with um, a lot of thoughts about what I'm going to do with the book, but also a lot of thoughts about what I'm going to do with podcasting. So I happened to do three short interviews that I decided that I'd like to share with you to sort of give you an idea of the, the podcast movement experience. Um, the first interview, the one that, that, that you're going to be listening to now, is with Nigel Poor. Uh, she and Erlon Woods and Antoine Williams are producing Ear Hustle. Uh, a podcast that's uh, well, that's set in San Quentin Prison in California. Both uh, Erlon and Antoine are prisoners there, and Nigel is a photographer and artist who comes and does t- teaches classes in there. And so, it's a real fascinating idea for a podcast. And the reason that Nigel was at Podcast Movement is she was part of the PodQuest. Uh, contest which uh, Radiotopia ran recently, and she was one, she and Erlon and Antoine's podcast uh, Ear Hustle was one of the finalists uh, that um, hopefully will be that uh, Radiotopia is going to be producing. Um, uh, they're going to be making that announcement in October, but I think that the the story that they have to tell um, is really compelling, and especially for journalists, Stephen. Um, you know, this is a journalistic podcast, or, and uh, we do talk about podcasting from time to time. But, you know, here here is, you know, finding different voices and bringing them to the public. You know, that's what, that's what journalists do. And, and uh, you know, I've been really excited the, to hear this podcast when, once it comes out. I think you're going to enjoy this uh, interview, and, and be sure to check out the other two uh, mini-episodes I'm going to be posting today. And, and we'll be posting our regular podcast later this week on Thursday. Enjoy. Well, first of all, why don't you go ahead and describe what your podcast is? Yeah, so I'm working on a a podcast called Ear Hustle, and uh, my co-host is Erlon Woods, and uh, Antoine Williams is our sound designer, and the idea behind it is to tell the hidden stories of life inside from the perspective of those who live it, and by inside, I mean inside prison. So as far as uh, I know, we are the only podcast at this point that's actually being produced inside a prison. Wow. Wow. And it's San Quentin Prison. San Quentin, the famous San Quentin Prison. So how did you, well, first of all, uh, what's your connection with San Quentin? How did you, how did you even start this process? So I'm a professor of photography, and in 2011, I heard about a program at San Quentin called the Prison University Project, and it's the only on-site degree-granting program in the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation where men can earn an AA degree, and all the classes are taught by volunteer professors. So I went in and taught a history of photography class with my colleague, uh, Doug Dertinger. We both teach at Sacramento State. And we taught that for three semesters. And through teaching that class, I just got to meet a lot of incarcerated men. I got to know a lot more about life inside prison. And I was fascinated, and I wanted to do more work in there. Okay, so how did the the podcast idea then come about? So one of my students named Troy Williams, who was incarcerated at San Quentin at that time, wanted to work on a documentary film about life inside prison, and he asked if I would help him. And we started working on it, and it became apparent that doing film in there was going to be incredibly difficult because we'd have to do all the editing inside. And so we decided to just do audio interviews. And from there, 
um, a local San Francisco station, KLW, heard about what we were doing and got interested and said they would be interested in airing programs if we actually started producing stories. So they sent in people to train us on all aspects of radio development. And in 2013, we started airing our stories on KLW show Cross Currents. And I wanted to do something that was a little bit more longer form storytelling with more sound design. And that wasn't something we could really do with KLW because of the format. I mean, not, not that there was anything wrong with it, but it was just you know, a different kind of format. And so the podcast was kind of birthed out of the radio and the idea of, of working more. I'm, my background is as an artist, and so I wanted to do something that felt closer to the way I see the world, and the podcast seemed like a way to work on that. Wow. Um, tell me about your, uh, your co-host. So um, Erlon Woods is serving a life sentence. He's 42 years old. He had a longtime interest in music and film before he was incarcerated. And since he's been incarcerated on his own, he's studied filmmaking and, and, and radio. And he's got a wonderful voice, and he's a great writer. And so we wanted to co-host something together. And the idea was to really concentrate on an inside and outside project where incarcerated and non-incarcerated people can work together in a real collaborative way. And he just has kind of spirit. He's just somebody you want to be around and work with. He's very talented. And then Antoine Williams um, is, a, is much younger. He's still in his 20s. And he's serving a short... See, he's been incarcerated since he was uh, 19. So he's been there for about 10 years. And he's very interested in music, a very keen ear. And so he's our sound designer. Okay. So well, tell me about the facilities. Now, you say you have to do it... In, in the prison. You can't, yes. like, take the audio somewhere else and edit it. It has no, to be done no. there. So San Quentin is an unusual prison in that there's a lot of programs there, very interesting programs. They've, they've been publishing a newspaper there, I think, for, like, 28 years. They have the educational program. Um, they have a Shakespeare group that comes in there and does plays. And they have a, a, actually a very nice media – well, a nice media center. We have Mac computers. Uh, we actually have Pro Tools in there. We have microphones, film cameras. And so that's where we work. And all of the interviewing, all of the editing happens inside that media lab. And in order for anything to come out, it has to be listened to and approved by Lieutenant Robinson, who's a public relations officer. So after we get it edited down, we can, you know, I can take it out. He can listen to it. But we could never take out like three hours of raw footage because he'd have to listen to everything, and that's just not going to happen. That's just going to happen. So what do you envision the, the form of the podcast being? So it is definitely storytelling, and it's going to be co-hosted by myself and Erlon as kind of the people who are are introducing you to the story and escorting you through it. So there's an inside and outside perspective. And then a lot of it will be, um, I'm going to say non-narrated stories, even though Erlon and I will come in and out discussing the story. Uh, it's not going to, it won't be interviews. Just what sort of personal, uh, yeah, personal monologue yeah. stories, things like that. Exactly. So, what type of stories do you imagine that you're going to be telling? Yeah. So we have our first eight that we are thinking about. We're going to do one about cooking in prison, how you turn your cell into a kitchen, and how you get ingredients in a place that is very devoid of um, any nourishing sustenance. Uh, we're doing a story about the minister who goes on to death row to minister to the the, the condemned men there. We're doing a story about how the N-word is used in prison by different races. Uh, I want to do a story about prison fashion and how um, how people, you know, there's obviously um, a uniform that people have to wear. 
but everybody, I think, has this internal sense of wanting to stand out and be an individual. So I'm really interested in how men do that to this state-issued uniform. So what what does it excite you about this type of uh, podcast, uh, the stories that you're going to tell? What is so thrilling about it is that it's a different world, and it's a world that most of us don't have access to. And so I'm always, I'm always curious about going someplace new and being challenged and having my assumptions change. And, of course, before I went into prison, my mind really only saw it as a place that was sculpted by what I read in the newspaper and what I see in, in you know movies and such. So uh, to go in there and to see uh, such a different world and to meet men that... It is, it's men there. I mean, to meet men that have done some terrible things... Um, and are in the process of rehabilita- rehabilitating themselves is fascinating to me. Like I, 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 I'm so curious about the worst of us and the best of us, and most of us don't have an opportunity to know that. But if you've committed a horrible crime and you are interested in rehabilitation, you have to really reach back and understand who that person was who was capable of doing it and then who you are now. So it's really about human nature for me, like what makes us who we are. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's really neat. And one of the great things about podcasting is it brings lots of different voices in for people to consider different perspectives. Oh, absolutely. And I don't think we could be a, a more diverse group. We have the inside and outside factor. We have male and female. We have the race issue. I'm white. They're African-American. And we also have an age issue. I mean, I'm over 50 and... You know, Antoine's in his 20s and Erlon's in his 40s. So, I mean, really, we're opposites in so many ways, and yet we're coming together to work on something. Um, it, it's funny that that it's at San Quentin because a lot of people, their association with it is is Johnny Cash, is the album, the song, oh, yeah. and you know his live appearance. And I remember reading um, that you know he went there. One of the reasons he went there was because he was he was a Christian, and he, his his mission was to try to speak to people and give a voice to people that you know as a true Christian would, who who would not have that. And he, he got a lot of flack for that. Because you know, well, why are you why are you spending your time with these people who are murderous, rapists, you know, violent criminals? Uh, but he saw them as human beings who were who were living the human experience, and that seems to be sort of what what you're at. You're Absolutely, at. it is about looking at humanity and all its complexities and challenging assumptions. And we really want to concentrate, as I think I've already said this, on on the smaller stories of prison, not not the ones that you're going to read about in the newspaper, not about the horrible injustices and, and you know the racism and all that stuff. Obviously, we want to talk about that, but I really am interested in the daily lives. Like, when, when prison is your life, how do you make a substantial life where you contribute and you continue to grow? Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, how do you how do you live? I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we all we all have our things that we face. But, you know, I I, I can't imagine uh, being in prison and what that experience would be like. No. And I don't know how people maintain hope. I mean, for example, Erlon has been incarcerated for, I think, 20 years now. Oh, my God. You know, and it's like, how how do you obviously you go on? But how do you keep your mind active? How do you maintain a sense of humanity? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I also want to be very sensitive to victims and victims' rights. I mean, I, I, I think one of the things we'll get confronted on is why should these people have a voice? Right. You know, I mean, I, I understand that question, and that's something we also want to explore. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Now, um, my understanding is what Radio uh, Topio is doing with this is they've got four finalists. Uh, they're here uh, at, the, at the podcast movement to sort of showcase them. 
you, you all were part of this presentation this morning, and I imagine you'll be doing other things uh, through the, the next couple of days. But uh, they're going to make a decision in October. They say, uh, you know, they say, say maybe one or more. So, you know, maybe it's all four, maybe it's two, three, whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, how do you feel about this experience? It's incredible. I mean, I... When I, when I heard about it, I was like, we have to definitely apply. I had no idea how we would do with it. So when I found out we were finalists, I mean, it was some of the best news I've ever received. And sharing it with the guys inside was great. I mean, you can imagine their reaction to, to hearing that people on the outside actually cared about what they were doing. So it, that's been wonderful. And then finding out we were the top four was another mind blower. Um, so it's, it's all been a, a wonderful experience. And it's great meeting the other people, too, the other three. Yeah, they're yeah. all really interesting podcasts and yeah, they're all really they're great people. Different. So I'd hate to be the one making the decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, even if you're not chosen, I would imagine this is something you still want to do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've already committed. We were working on this before the pod, uh, pod quest. So we're going to continue to do it regardless. And the other part of this that's really important is that we want to share the podcast with other with other prisons. And so we will be figuring out how to distribute it within the California Department of Corrections um, and then hopefully to prisons outside of California because it is for people on the outside, but it's also for people on the inside. Oh, wow. Do you have any idea uh, of what your audience might be like there? Inside the prison? Yeah. I, you know, that's funny. You, I, I, you would think I would say everybody will listen to it, but I don't think that's true. So but one hook we have is we're trying to interview and include as many people as possible at San Quentin. So there's about, I think there's about 3,800 men at San Quentin. Now, obviously, we can't interview all of them, but we really want to have a diverse group of stories. You know, Because um, every story is not the same. Yes, exactly. And, and make sure that we include all the races, all the ages. Um, yeah, so it's... Diverse, and is, I think that's that's how you hook people, right? I mean, you make them part of something, and then they want to hear it. So, how do you feel about the challenge of, of the fact that you know it, it's people who are, who are launching podcasts are going through a lot of hurdles, and you've present you've you're launching a podcast that has a lot of extra hurdles that most people don't uh, aren't going to have to deal with, and institutional uh, hurdles. How, how do you feel about that? Um, I'm okay with it. I, I like challenges, and I feel like we just got a huge leg up with this podcast. So I couldn't possibly complain about any hurdles that we're going to have. Um, I just, you know, I just put my head down and move forward and work. That's, you know, I think that's how you get things done. So uh, you said that everything, all the production has to be done in prison. Well, also you're. I, I can think this is me being facetious. I can think of one. Uh, one issue uh, that, that you've got a leg up on is the fact that, that all of your, your potential guests, you know where they are. Well, I think that is actually, and I didn't think about this for a while, but when I started talking to other people, I actually think we have a huge advantage there yeah. because the research we do is word of mouth. We talk to people on the yard. I don't have to travel anywhere to interview people. Um, for the most part, for better or worse, they're not going anywhere. <laughs> And it, and it might pro, it might provide them with a diversion if nothing yeah. else. Yeah. So I think we're actually really lucky there. Um, we have we have the drawback that we have to do all the editing inside, but we have a ready audience, and the the stories in prison are just endless. Yeah. Are we're, we're not going to run out of stories. Are there stories that you you because of the institutional nature of it that you're not going to be able to address? There'll definitely be some that we can't do just because of security or rule violations, or. 
um, causing fights or trouble between guys. And so I really looked at Erlon and Antoine to say, we just can't do that story. Um, it's going to cause friction. Well, cool. Well, uh, this has been this has been really fascinating. Um, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to to listening to your podcast, whether it wins the uh, the podcast uh, podcast quest or whether podquest or whether it, you know it's something you do on your own. This it sounds really fascinating, and I, I admire the the. Um, the the I don't know what the spirit that goes into it. I think this is really admirable what you're doing. Thank you very much. Thank you for taking the time to uh, talk to me about your hustle. You've been listening to It's All Journalism, a weekly podcast about the changing state of digital news. Find out more about us and download past episodes at itsalljournalism.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and now Google Play. It's All Journalism is produced in partnership with the Association of Alternative News Media. Thanks for listening. <laughs>